0: welcome to the Mad men recap my name is paul and i will be your host tonight coming to you high atop the brooklyn studios in beautiful brooklyn new york and with me i have probably the best co-host in the nation nay i say the world nay i say the universe dr john how are you that is high praise thank you my friend i'm doing well oh no problem i only give the highest of all praises john um if i can just uh quickly uh top of the show uh tell everybody what's happening what's going on what just occurred Please. With your, with your permission. Yeah, please. You're permission. Um, John, um, here's here's the deal, as they say. Um, what happened is John and I were about halfway through recapping this show when my stupid ass foot hit the power outlet under my desk and my computer shut off. Pew! Kind of sounded like that. Well, we lost half a show, folks. Do You know what happens when we lose half a show? Tell us i cry
1: you were you were inconsolable for
0: like five minutes inconsolable john the entire desk is wet here in front of me oh no just for my human tears that's all i didn't spill anything just human tears so um here's what we're gonna do we are gonna move really quickly through uh through the show uh because i gotta tell you folks i can't stand to do it twice in a row it's hard (laughs) it really is hard Uh, it's time consuming. Uh, I have other things to do. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm I'm not getting paid for it. We don't even ask you to donate. So, um, we're going to do, we're going to do three things as fast as we can. Um, and then we'll move on to the show and do that as fast as we can. And we're going to be pretty, we're going to be pretty good at it because we've already gone through it once. So, John, I got three things. What do you got? Number one. And I have to remember these because I lost these when the, um, when the damn... (laughs) Computer unplugged. Number one, John, uh, swingers uh, make the blackest of black coffee. It's delicious, so I'm told. Number two, uh, when Joan gets called out, Joan makes out.
1: In a pretty hip-happening club,
0: apparently. Oh, hip-happening, rocking and and rolling, John, I'm not going to lie. Number three... It turns out Project K was for catch up would so who is I didn't even see that coming never would have never would have figured that out Come on. amazing uh and that is the three things i learned john here's the thing um you might say, uh, Paul, what was the first what was the first uh, uh thing we saw in this episode? I say, hold on a second, pal let's talk about uh let's talk about the name of the episode the name of the episode is. To have and to hold. This is episode five. We hope you enjoyed it. John and I talked about it a little earlier. I did not so much. John was fine with it.
1: Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was, uh, you know, as, as the little background says, it's about, you know, partners trying to keep secrets, um, you know, a, a lot of hypocrisy. Homies in this helping episode. homies.
0: Homies helping homies. I get it. John, uh, not to cut you off in a terrible way, but I just did. Uh, where does the episode start? Pete's Weird Sex Dungeon. Tell me about it. The, the dungeon or the scene?
1: Uh, well, the scene that's in the sex dungeon. Tell me about the scene. Right, okay, so the scene doesn't start out the, the greatest because we have this really kind of creepy uh, guy in there, and I'm not talking about Pete. I'm mm-hmm. talking about uh, our friend Timmy from Heinz. Not just from Heinz, but from Heinz Ketchup. In fact, Don, who was saying let's dance with the one that brought us, is sneaking out the back door to make out with Timmy. It sounded weird. But, you know, he they're trying to get ketchup in kind of a backdoor fashion, okay. uh, holding secret meetings in Pete's dungeon-esque office sex, slash sex apartment. Dungeon, so, sex dungeon-esque. Dungeon.
0: I, listen, John, I, I hate to I hate to split hairs. That's not what I do here. It, it, some may think it is. Um, but it's Raby Pete's place, so it should be a sex dungeon. One thing I really like, and I have never seen in a Manhattan apartment before, but I think it's actually really cool. Is uh, the kitchen, which is nothing to speak of, uh, which is just like a, a stove, a, maybe a fridge under that counter, and then like three cabinets, has like closet doors that close it off. Do you see that? I see that. That's pretty cool.
1: You like that? Well, What's I the, mean, like, it just adds to the aesthetic?
0: Well, I mean, just so that you don't feel like the kitchen's right in front of you all the time. This is, it looks as if this to be a studio apartment. It's a kind of a, maybe, Maybe some, some might say kind of a large Studio apartment, but that's all it is. Uh, anyway, John, uh, we find out that the um, ketchup guy wants uh, them to take a look at it. He says, "You know, if it's good, you're in." Um, they say, "How's our current guy? How's the beans man gonna feel about it?" Listen, I can control him. They say, "Okay, right. let's let's do this." He says, "You're nervous.
1: We can even do it here in the apartment." Pete says, "Listen, we can get a hotel room for Christ's sake." Right, and he's you know he's like, "Look, you'll never know." Yeah, Raymond will never find out, and, you know, Don's trying to his best to make this kind of a, you know, a, a, a secretive mission. Sure, up and up. We're going to call it Project K, John, and we're going to only put Stan on
0: it. In a closed tinfoil room. Hey, why not? John, you know what happens after that? Let me tell you. Dawn meets her friend at a diner, and they talk about, well, they talk about life. Her friends, Her friend's getting married. Uh, turns out uh both the caterer and dawn 's date pulled out sadly. and this is in dawn's maid of honor so this is a close friend close close friend um, we talked about this uh last time we recorded the show uh <laughs> but uh t- uh this is not an uncommon thing uh, uh uh ladies in new york uh you know sometimes it can be tough you know there's a you're you're in you're in the uh you're in the you're you're in the a market, you know. This is this is this is. Bit, it's sometimes it's hard to find a guy. Although there's a billion guys here, most of them are creepy, John. Uh, most of them never change out of their sweatpants and uh, look like Stan, <laughs> if you will. So uh, it and could be. And apparently,
1: she doesn't want to compete with the harlots at church.
0: Oh my God, John! I'll tell you what. And I have I had to quit going to church because of this very thing. The harlots.
1: <laughs> that they made you uncomfortable.
0: You know. You know. A lot of things have changed since 1967, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, one thing that hasn't, John. Yeah. The harlots at church.
1: <laughs> well, good to know, and, and hopefully we've just uh, converted a lot of churchgoers into non. But uh, speaking of probably a non churchgoer, uh, Joan's mom. Yeah. Because she, an- she could annoy a priest, Another right?
0: quality segue, John. You were knocking him out of the park. That's right. She could annoy any human on the planet. But it turns out that uh, the human she's annoying right now is Kate. No, no, no. Not the co-host that never shows up for this show. Uh, <laughs> Joan's Jones friend, <laughs> friend, Kate, uh, who apparently uh, Joan and her uh, go way, way back. Uh, been friends for a, a long time. Joan is very excited to see her. Her friend works for uh, Mary Kay. Uh, I don't know if she drives a pit Cadillac, so stop emailing. But uh, they're very excited to see each other, and they're looking forward to having a rip-roaring time. Uh, Joan's mom, although, uh, uh, wants to be one of the girls and convinces them to stay for dinner. Uh, Joan has made reservations at Le Cirque, which I hear is overladen, kind of crappy. Um, <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. I just asked somebody that the other night. I said Le Cirque. More like Le Don't. Sorry. Wow. Not, even fun- not funny. <laughs> uh, any- anyway, uh, her friend is in town. Uh, we find out her friend has um, has a family, has two sons. Um, but uh, uh, Joan certainly is uh, happy to see her. Then we go to an, uh, uh, a scene that I feel is just altogether unneeded. Uh, Don and uh, the doctor's wife in the elevator, John. And maybe you can justify this.
1: Well, like like, uh, like we said the first time, the uh, Mrs. Doctor uh, mm-hmm. gets on the elevator. Even though it's going up uh, with, the, with Don, you get the idea that maybe they haven't been together quite as frequently over the last however long it's been, a couple weeks. Uh, but Don says he's been working. Don't tell anybody. She comes up with this ingenious plan to put a penny under the mat to let him know when the doctor is on call. And that uh, um, you know, this just kind of comes back to uh, the scene where Don had the um, the dream about killing the woman that he had uh, once been with, and we thought that was kind of the end to the uh, loose Don Draper. Mm-hmm. And she had called him her bad penny, her dirty penny, her her. Well, just I think just bad. I don't think okay. dirty. No, that's fine. But, I don't see right? how a
0: penny can be bad, but I do see how a penny can be dirty. John, I don't know if you know this, but currency is
1: filthy. All of it. All of it. But it gets stuff done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, so we go back to the uh, the dinner now, where the the three women are having dinner. They've stayed in. They've had the uh, meal that was made by Joan's mother, and this is just kind of a really you know nice scene that we see how proud. Joan's mother is. She says, my daughter is a partner at a successful Madison Avenue advertising firm. You know, Joan kind of bristles with a little bit of pride. Her friend Kate is looking to be more successful as Joan is. She says she has no room for you know, promotion. She has nowhere to go at her current job. And this is, uh, you know, I think this is just kind of speaks very much to where the times are going. You know, when the series started, you know, everybody everybody kind of saw women's roles in the workplace as as Joan. Times are you're, you're,
0: changing, John. Gloria Allred. What? Wow. <laughs> I don't. That's not even right. <laughs> you know, they're uh, very, very interesting. There's been a PBS special um, about uh, uh, women's lib, but I can't remember what it's called. Uh, Lean in? No, that's that book. Moving on. <laughs> Thank you for that. Just left cross of knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it it just it vomits out of me. Uh, in 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 a way that's not understandable or interesting. So you're welcome.
1: <laughs> so we go we go to the office now. Apparently it's Monday morning. Harry Crane is doing well. He's got his coffee. He's waiting on the Danish, and our friend Ken Cosgrove comes in. And Ken Ken is looking just quite the anxious uh, uh, young man. He is nervous that his father-in-law is so upset that Dow Chemical is being painted in this terrible light. And even Ken's like, well, maybe stop dropping napalm on babies. And uh, that's the first thing I would do, John. Stop dog dropping napalm. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. But uh, but Harry, uh, you know, he says, "Look, you you may have come in to complain, but I I have an idea. This would have been a great like moment for them to do the little animated light bulb over his head. That would have just fit in perfectly."
0: No, no, wouldn't have. I'm glad you're not in charge of the show. Uh one thing that did fit in perfectly if I, if I can just uh a little uh, jump ship here for a second is uh Harry Crane's mug, the ABC Television mug. Folks, if anybody out there, I don't know, maybe dad, their their dad or grandfather worked for ABC in the 60s and has this mug, if they could just please send it to me. Uh, P.O. box 127, uh, Mad Men Recap, <laughs> <laughs> B- Beloit, Illinois. Deloitte, Beloit, I don't, eh, forget it. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Moving on.
1: This is, this is a great next scene. You have Stan coming down the hall in this uh, suede, tasseled jacket. And oh, my this- God.
0: This is, this is, uh, is going to go down. That's my favorite scene. Number one, um, Stan looks like um, Marty Stolfer from Wild America. And uh, that jacket, uh, with all that fringe... John, do you have a jacket like that, and would you like one?
1: No, and y- be sure.
0: Because I don't know about you, but um, uh, the listeners love you, and this is just not this is not up for debate, right? Um, and I get emails all the time, and folks, this is the truth. They say, "Oh, uh, Paul, uh, you suck," but John is so great. Could is there anything he would like? Is there something I could get him to show my appreciation? And folks, if you're thinking about sending that email. John would like
1: this coat. Yeah, that's very kind of you to suggest that but I would not Extra put that fringe. I would not Extra put that fringe. on the listeners. If I wanted that coat, I think like my good friend Macklemore, I'd probably go thrift shopping, pop no. some tags. John, this is not that's not an easy coat to find. And I think our
0: listeners would be very interested in supplying you with said coat. <laughs> All
1: right, well they, luckily we have a large P.O. box there in Beloit. Um, <laughs> But uh, we, we it's a great, as he's walking down the hall, there's this awesome, you know, old-timey spy type of music. And he walks in. Uh, Ginsburg, in a hysterical fashion, is trying to figure out what's going on. Project K. Project K. What could that be? It could be Project Kill Machine. That's, That's true, a realistic- because Stan is the only one
0: uh, that could work for a military kind uh, of client because he has no conscience. No
1: conscience. Yeah. Uh, Ginsburg's looking great, again, with the, uh, the stash, the, uh, the sweater and the, uh, the orange on gray. You think he's, he's looking better than before, though.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I, I actually, you know, uh,
1: it's a lot going on, uh, but separately, everything he's got is cool. And I think you put him next to Bob, and Bob looks even sharper.
0: Man, I'm, I, I said this last time we recorded this episode, John, <laughs> but, but uh uh Bob is a bob is a good looking kid uh he's got a great head of hair uh, I, although although he is his his blazer does look like a uh like a love boat captain kind of <laughs> kind of blazer i don't, um, i think i'm sorry Bob is up to no good this is not gonna do... bob is not bob is not up to no good bob Bob is a perfectly nice guy um he's not gonna hurt <laughs> anybody or do anything wrong john and I would like as the listeners know I have an impeccable record when it comes to predicting this show. Oh yeah, uh, and I and I'd like this to be I'd like this to be uh, written down
1: and uh, everyone to take a little a uh, little bit of notice. Yep, they're gonna put it right under the Don is not gonna cheat anymore. So, really, yep. Really, you wanna go there and do that? All right, moving on. Here we go. So apparently, the best way to come up with a way to advertise ketchup is to <laughs> to go into a tin foil covered room and smoke some weed. That's what I've always said. <laughs> Stirs the creative juices, clears the cobwebs if as it were. Uh both uh, Don and uh our artiste are involved in a little bit of the uh the the would you say the puffing of the magic dragon.
0: <laughs> and uh, uh you know what last again just just to be uh, annoying to the listener because that's kind of my job here. Last time we recorded this episode drink uh I talked about how annoyed I am about how much we just keep bringing up weed in every episode. We get it, okay? We get it. Late 60s, 70s, everyone was smoking weed all the time, apparently. This entire, the, the entire island of Manhattan was hotboxed.
1: Well, as is the entire city of Colorado right now. Well, Denver. Colorado's not a city. John, Sorry. I've been to Denver, and I'll tell you what.
0: I, 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 I
1: was not high. Well, you uh, physically, you were about a mile above sea level. Anyways, let's get oh, on to the uh, the episode. Yeah. We have a uh, Scarlet catches up with Dawn and says, "Hey, what do you think? I gotta go shopping for our friend's birthday present." Mm-hmm. But my goodness, that's gonna take all afternoon. It's, it's gonna take all you afternoon. Think? You punch me out, would you, buddy, pal? Huh?
0: No and problem. Like, be, okay, happy do so. sure. be happy to do so. be happy to do so.
1: And, uh, you know, and that's uh, just going to set up a little bit, uh, actually quite some drama a little later on. But before then, we get to see our favorite maid. Oh,
0: my goodness. Megan, dressed up like a maid, wearing a wig that is not helpful. Not helpful at all. She finds out, though, that she uh, her, her role is progressing, John. She's now going to get a love scene with some douchebag Captain dickbag. Uh, <laughs> or Rod. You know, yeah. Okay, yeah, just to not repeat. Bag, I like I like where you're going there. Um, we find out that um, the kind of the kind of lead actress on the show who is married to the head writer, um, you know, they're they're interested in Megan. They believe in Megan, John. Yeah, see, they're big things, big things in front. Can
1: you hear Megan. that motorcycle that just came by? Yep, lot a lot of energy oh, with that, loud and clear. God, <laughs> damn it. God, That's all good. right. But anyway, so Megan's getting educated on the whole love seat. Uh, Arlene. The the fellow actress actually says, "Look, we got you. Got to get this out of the way with uh, your husband. He's not gonna like it, but why should he? You know." And so, why didn't you have dinner? Me and Mel will will soften him into it. It'll be great. And I think Megan gets okay. really excited. I mean, well, of course she is. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. Well, so now we uh, we leave there and we go. Um, Back to the office, and we find out that from our favorite friend Meredith, God. who I thought it was great, one of our Twitter followers tweeted, "Hey, we need a, an all Meredith episode." We never need an all <laughs> Meredith
0: episode. It would be like, I don't know, it would it would be like watching a remote control
1: car just run into the wall over and over for an hour. Is it? You ever watch Family Guy? Yeah. So one of my favorite ones ever. Just real quick. Uh Peter Griffin, at the very beginning of an episode uh there's a lot of interaction with his daughter Meg mm-hmm. and he looks at the at the camera and says, "Yep, it's a meg episode <laughs> and he pull, he pulls out the remote and slides it towards the screen he goes, There's the clicker. No one would blame you <laughs> that would be the response if they ever did a Meredith episode exactly they will not
0: good by well, the way that that red bow that she has on on her uh on her outfit yeah, good God, that's terrible. not helping. Oh my God! What, I just—I feel like, like do, if if she falls off a tall building, can she pull that and will a parachute deploy?
1: <laughs> what is that for? A ripcord, absolutely. Oh my God, it's is stupid. But anyway, so she actually she does tell us that in fact Scarlet is unavailable. She can't find her to alert Mr. Crane that she has a visitor. However, we see Mr. Crane walk right behind her, so she is again just an awful lot of stupid in I, in one focused area. I do wish Joan would have been like, way to go, stupid, and then she just would have left.
0: Well, she kind of did, John, non-verbally. Yeah. John, not to cut you off, but um, I'd like to go back to the Draper apartment where Megan is preparing um, I don't uh, maybe a dinner. She's got some light music on. She's pouring some drinks, John, because she needs to break the news to Don that she is going to
1: have a love scene. And he, It's almost like she makes it even worse. Because with, with, uh, with all just the gallons of butter she's pouring into this, Don even looks uncomfortable. He's like, what happened? What's happening?
0: Like, yeah. what, are we do- what are we doing here? Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. But uh, she, she eventually tells Don, and Don goes, I'm not happy about it, but I'll tolerate
1: it. Because this uh, is good for your career. You know, this is positive.
0: He seems to be generally pre- pretty, mis- pretty uh, uh, understanding. Uh, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you who, who who also is understanding John. Yep. Uh, the guys at Downtown Uncle.
1: Oh yeah, Uncle Ed Ed Baxter, is um, hearing this pitch from we got, Ken, we got okay. Harry Crane and Harry's mm-hmm. contacts, gentlemen, and they're saying, hey, what do you think? Joe Namath on Broadway. We got Julie Andrews. We got a bunch of talent. Broadway Joe. And, you know, you, as Dow Chemical, are going to be responsible for making people smile, making the American household better. John, the crux
0: of this situation, Harry's solving problems, brings in 100 Dow, uh, uh, and, and he's a golden boy.
1: Am I right? He does something very good for the company here.
0: Should we sing Yankee Doodle Dandy again? Yeah, you got
1: the uh, you got the harmonica? Yeah, I do.
0: All right. oh no, no, no. I'm sorry. That's a juice harp. Anyway, wow. moving on. We get back to the office. Uh, Joan is trying to figure out uh, 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 this whole uh, clocking out, dawn clocking out for other folks situation, and goes up to talk to uh, talk, talk to Crane's secretary.
1: And you know, she pretty much just continues to lie. I think that's the that's probably. Do you think that's kind of what led to the whole firing? Sure, John. It's not line. just that it's not just that she took the time off and had somebody clock out, but it was just she must have made up sixteen things in about eight seconds. The truth will set you free, John, and also get you fired. Well, so the, the, the yes. Anyway, she tries to weasel out of it. She offers her the uh, the birthday card here, Joan. Why don't you sign this? And well, she doesn't fire her right there though. She no. walks downstairs. She catches on Dawn, and you see Scarlett do like the. The, kind of the wave it off, like, hey, nope. Nope, oh, whoop. Well, yep, nothing. Hey, you know nothing. Well, I don't
0: know nothing. And that's about where nothing.
1: Joan catches her and is like, okay, you're fired. You are fired, lady. And uh, even says, I'll deal with you later, Dawn. Because okay. Dawn gets saved by the intercom from Dawn. Dawn. Dawn calls Dawn. Dawn, Dawn, Dawn. Dawn, Dawn, Dawn. Dawn. Okay. But, uh, yeah. so. Move, move,
0: moving on. Yep. Uh, things get a little ugly. There's some crying, there's some, there's some hysteria. Um, he, what happens though is, uh, on her way out of the building, she runs into her boss, Harry Crane, and he, she's like, "He's like, I don't know where you're going, but on your way back, bring some champagne." And
1: she's like, "I'm not coming back." Tear, tear, sniff, sniff. It's tear, tear, sniff, sniff. And 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 Harry, uh, you know, he he uh, is feeling quite full of himself as an important individual after his little success, and he doesn't feel that the, he well, you know, I mean, he he doesn't want to train a new secretary he doesn't want somebody that uh, maybe he does have a connection to this uh, young woman but you know he, he also just doesn't want to have that kind of power lorded over him by someone who he probably doesn't view as a you know full partner sure. as we hear in just a moment and so he has this standoff with her saying you know i don't care what she did your apology and uh joan again for the second time in the episode doesn't really control the situation no, like, what kind of you know, the the dinner thing didn't work out with her friend. This thing didn't work out because of Harry. He sees her talking in the partners' meeting. He has no idea what she's saying because she's not saying anything about him. And he storms, storms in, barges in, throws his fit, says that uh, you know it's either her or me. Dawn, would this uh, be
0: considered a shit fit? Like, if if you were to rank this
1: on shit fits, yeah, I mean, I think his uh, I think his little trench coat there helps it. Ah, uh, it, elevates it, doesn't, it. It doesn't even seem to fit. Right, exactly. It's an odd color, by the way.
0: <laughs> exactly. He got it on clearance. Yeah, clearly, clearly, John. Hey, you know what? I haven't had dinner yet. I'm going to go grab a tortilla. <laughs> okay, and a beer. Uh, do you want anything? I'm good. Okay. Carry on without me.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, so he uh, he really kind of flips his lid, and he points out that he can do his... Uh, beneficial work for the company in the daylight hours. Staring right at Joan, staring a hole through her, kind of gets some angry words from the other partners, uh, you know, trying to demand that he gets a partnership. Well, he walks out. Joan looks embarrassed. Uh, Cooper actually says, look, that's not going to happen. But then, unfortunately, when the actual topic of the secretaries comes up, uh... Pete points out, like, look, we can't really fire Dawn because of uh, the, the provision on human rights looking at us and the, uh, the uh, employment of Negroes, as he puts it. Dawn, sa- Dawn says she's a good secretary, so she says fine. And uh, Cooper says the humiliation's enough for Scarlett. So once more, uh, uh, Joan's authority has been pretty much eliminated. She's provided uh, really zero power. And uh, really, I mean, just feels terrible. Um, asks uh, Meredith to step out. And you can see she's looking distant. And so we'll go ahead and move on from that scene as we wait for Paul to return with his piping hot tortilla. And we see uh, we see Dawn back in the diner with her friend again. And everybody's a little bit snippy today. Uh, Dawn's late, so her friend's not too excited. And uh, Dawn's a little miffed as we can understand because of what she just went through that she was nearly fired, but not really. She was getting yelled at and uh, her friends kind of giving her the business saying, what, what are you doing? You know, what are you doing there? And uh, you know, it's a miserable place that Dawn's pointing out how awful it is talking about women crying in the ladies room and men crying in the elevator and um, people throwing out so many bottles every day. That it sounds like new year's Eve and uh Don's like, "Look, I need my job. I want my job i'm gonna keep my head down and uh you know that's that's uh how she's gonna kind of move move forward um with her current position and so we um kind of move on from that diner scene to another diner scene uh so you you got you got two different women from the same office that are having pretty bad days mm-hmm. you got uh dawn who just had you know the kind of a near firing and now we have joan who did the near firing but didn't do anything and so she's out with kate at this apparently soda fountain so no alcohol
0: there's still i swear i saw a thing you know like one of those like what's up new york shows and and this thing where you go to the bar and the telephone this still exists you, you or at least it did a couple years ago you can still do you can still do this by the way i'm with joan this is stupid
1: So, does the phone actually just call from table to table?
0: Yeah, it just calls from table to table. You can't call outside
1: the restaurant. That's that's what I'm asking. This is a new concept to me.
0: Is it that hard to just go over to somebody and be like, hey? Well, no, not at all.
1: Apparently not for this waiter. Is it easier to
0: call somebody who can see you?
1: (laughs) That's stupid. Either way, uh, our friend uh, Leo comes over. Mm. The the waiter, in just a remarkable uh, mustard outfit... Mm-hmm. And um, you know, Kate was talking about how she came here because she thought it was a good place to meet guys. Again, struggling to meet people. Well, her story is a little different. Being out in Spokane, Washington, apparently, uh, but she's looking to move in. So, also,
0: by the way, yeah, something we haven't seen before. Usually, it's always the guys that you know come to Manhattan on a trip and get a little tweaking on the weekend. But this
1: time, it's a lady. And, and Joan uh, lays on some charm and says hey uh, hey buddy why don't you try our phone it may be broken mm-hmm. and he steps away makes the call they set up uh, you know a, a time to get together for an, an after hours clam bake very clever and uh, they're they're going to set up a, a time to meet and, and have some fun sure sure and uh, now, Jim, this, guy know,
0: doesn't, this guy doesn't seem like he would be uh as uh, smooth as he is, John, but he is he's quite the player.
1: You think so? Well, I mean, you know. He's doing his best. <laughs> he's doing his best. Absolutely. And so we go from you know, so now we've gone from uh you know, one you know, irritable dinner with Don to another irritable, you know, need a drink dinner with uh Joan. And now we're at just quite the interesting dinner. <laughs> With uh, Donna and Megan, and Arlene and Mel, swingers got a swing, John. Right, you know. I mean, yeah, they're talking a little bit about the uh, the war and whatever, but then they really kind of just say, "Hey, guys, why don't you come back and we get to know each other?" <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I mean, they they uh, both both Donna Megan are. I mean, do you do you think they were both? Like, somebody on the Twitter was saying they thought Megan looked pretty interested. I didn't get what? that.
0: Yeah. What? Are you watching the same show I'm watching? No way. She was so... At one point, she's like, uh... And she they literally...
1: <laughs> no.
0: She was not interested. Okay, that's what I got. That was the vibe I got, too.
1: No. Uh, she was not interested. But So that's the... <laughs> you know, we spoke some grass. We get to know each other a little bit better. I think they have to say no like five times. Hey maybe I gotta
0: like, get up early. You know?
1: Yeah, like maybe another time. Mm-hmm. So. anyway,
0: thank God that didn't take off by the way, either we got an email or a tweet about about something this guy the guy who's playing the writer yeah apparently is in every show that jumps the shark right
1: yes yeah can, he can, was, can uh, you
0: explain a little bit about that
1: yeah that uh that's in. that it, you're right that was in the emails and that uh this uh, this gentleman is a um let's see if I got the name here but uh, anyways, he, he, uh, we'll get it a little bit later, but the actor has been in um, many uh, different uh, television shows. Uh, there we go. Uh, Mr. Ten, Ted uh, McGinley.
0: The old Ted, Ted McGinley. McGinley. So
1: they're saying that uh, you know he's been on Dynasty, Sports Night, Charlie Lawrence, and several other shows, and all shortly before their cancellation. No. However, as we all know, the projected time frame of this show anyways is to end in season 7 which is next year. So you can just say that you're uh you know purposefully jumping the shark. Thank you. As the Fonz did. As you do.
0: Um anyway, so they get past that, we do get we we find ourselves in a um in kind of this weird 70s bar.
1: Well no no, early, we got the taxi.
0: Late 6. Yeah, no, but the taxi they just talk about. Oh right, there's two taxi scenes uh, next to each other. So uh, the weird guy in the mustard shirt from the, the, the mustard shirt from the uh, from the telephone bar uh, uh, pulls the old smooth move of who kisses better. Yeah, that so one works every time. Every time, John, I've never had a situation where that hasn't worked. Yeah, I whenever I'm in and this, folks, if you're ever if you're ever next to me, um, whenever I'm in between two people, uh, and, and I just I, and you know what, gender doesn't matter. Uh, if I'm in between, if I'm sandwiched between two people, I immediately, I immediately go to this as my out, <laughs> you're out as my out, you know, or it's, not, well, I think a lot of people call it an icebreaker. Oh, I say, is it? yeah. All right. No. Oh, it always breaks the ice. Um, and, and what I always find, it makes people very comfortable. I say, I turn to the person on my left and I say, Hey, I turn to the person on my right and I said, check this out. Uh, who kisses better let's see I happen to be in the middle so I'll you know I'll do the judging but I don't know it never works
1: well then you know you go to a different strategy of the Mm -hmm. Don and Megan the swingers what was that you say what they like you and me they want to be more they've been married for 18 years though and Don just looks completely befuddled on that one how did that happen Uh, it's yeah i think megan's a little worried that uh you know this might have hindered her career by not doing this though do you think
0: uh no like the guy said they've been turned down a lot i gotta think if you're a if you're a couple who's swinger swingers and you just drop this on people i'd say you've got a you've got a low success rate you know what i mean you're good at dealing with no right
1: yeah right well so we go we now go to the what the 70s vibe type of bar with the Ugh. the colors and the angles and the couch apparently we ran out of budget because like every every other scene
0: in this episode has
1: like a good set and this yeah. set is literally like a sheet and a projector it's <laughs> kind of what but uh, that could easily mimic several bars in manhattan i would not know but so you know the guy uh, kind of leans in and she's just kind of kind of gets into it a little bit don't you think Uh, wait, who?
0: Joan. Joan? No, I don't think Joan gets into this at all. I think Joan's just kind of annoyed by the whole situation. Why am I here? You don't think she enjoys the making out there? No, I don't think she enjoys any of this. She seems kind of just annoyed by all of this. Huh. Or, like, just like, this isn't, like, I don't want to do this. This is stupid. I think, yes, she has the overall vibe of this is stupid. All right. Would you make out with that guy? Okay, that's weird. That's a weird question. But that guy kind of seemed like a turd. Yeah, no, the, the third part, accurate. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we then get back to Sterling Cooper-Japer Pri- Is it still Sterling Cooper-Japer Price? It is. Even though Price is not with us anymore. I mean, yeah. he's dead. He's dead, John.
1: Too soon? No, no, you're correct.
0: Okay. Um, Harry Crane comes in the office. And we- whose office is he coming in? Oh, that's right, everybody. Look out, Bert Cooper's still, you know, after not having an office for what I would say many years... Um, he he still has his Japanese flair. He's still into it.
1: It's fantastic. I mean he's got the he's got the the poster, uh, the yeah. the, well, the painting it, up yeah. behind him.
0: Okay, the print. Yeah, sure? Uh, I, I like a lamp. Yeah, the lamp is cool. Uh, the tea set. He's into it. He's he's into it. Uh, but anyway, they bring uh, they bring Harry Crane in. Um, he talks about his porn addiction for a while. And then um, he, uh, they, they, they give him the full uh, commission for uh, the the whole Dow Chemical thing,
1: which pretty much just doubled his annual salary. Yeah, that's nothing to sneeze at. And the, you know, he's like, "Look, um, we're not going to make you a partner." <laughs> mm. And he In gets- so many
0: words. My favorite is when he says to Bert Cooper, "I, I mean, I used. Well, you used to be just like me." And he's like, I have never been anything like you. That was
1: amazing. And you know, and, and Crane says, uh, you know, I've ever uh, I've earned a partnership, and you know, hopefully somebody else doesn't think of it. And Eddie Cooper says that's the, the most impressive thing he's done since he's been here. Um, know. You know, as far as you know, just showing some some ambition.
0: I guess so. I don't know. I just don't think that's the way to do it. He just comes off as a complaining douchebag.
1: Yeah, you know? I I guess how else, you know, how else do you put in for your your raise? Your Uh
0: what I would do is uh come in with a list of my accomplishments, uh come in with uh you know, a good argument and reasoning, not just They got it, why can't I have it. There you go. No, John, that never works. People hate you when you do that. That's what they hate me when I do that. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. We are uh back in the uh draper household um it, it, i believe don is uh playing sick as it were, yep, so that he can go visit uh the the doctor's wife if i'm not mistaken
1: uh I don't know about that
0: no okay
1: yeah but uh you know they they um you do see him just kind of uh, give a nice long kiss to Megan because this is her day. You know, this is the big love scene, love affair yeah. day on the set. Sure. And you got to figure that's kind of been bugging him. Oh yeah. Not cool. Bit. Not cool. You know, so he's you know kind of wishes her luck and and gives her a big kiss. Sure. And then we go from uh, from that room to Joan's bedroom. Uh-oh. And, uh oh. And Kate's stayed over and, you know, she's like, you yeah, know, why did I do that and and. uh you know she had uh, she she's just kind of expressing her admiration maybe for Joan sure you know and uh, and this is after this is now after what Joan had uh brought down on her by Harry the other day mm-hmm. just her, her bad day in general yesterday oh man and 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 uh you know Kate's very supportive she's like it's not about them you know it's all in front of you go get it
0: yeah, you know they must have seriously tied one on because neither of them changed, and it looks as if they didn't even wipe off their eye makeup. Um, I think they don't really make it clear whether she just made. It looks as if she maybe she just made out with that guy all night. There was no. Uh, there was no anything further. That's that's the impression you get. It's the impression you get. You never know. Um, so it seems as if you know it was a. Uh, it was there. Wasn't too much damage done. Uh, but you know, maybe it was just uh, you know, I, good good for her, I guess. I don't know. Uh, it turns out though that uh, Joan's still going to go to work, but before that, um, she has to bathe the child, which uh, we all consider to be very large. He's a large <laughs> baby. A good God! That happens. They it's do a grow. They get gigantic. It's been a while. It's a gigantic baby. You know what else is gigantic, John?
1: What's that? The
0: ketchup business. Well, that I, I mean, gigantic.
1: There's a there's only one real ketchup. The rest is catsup. Oh god, and nobody likes
0: catsup. I don't even. Is that made of cat? Is that cat's blood? <laughs> cats is catsup. Cat's blood, watery and flavorless.
1: This I, uh, I, <laughs> this this uh, the scene to completely ignore you is okay. to really um, you know Don's really trying to play on the the intellect of Timmy. Which was, uh, you know, a mistake. Because mm-hmm. Timmy doesn't have any. Whereas Peggy walks in and she really plays on his ego. And that's what wins.
0: No, they don't win.
1: What do you mean they don't win?
0: No, they don't win. Another
1: agency won.
0: No, that's what I'm saying. Peggy comes in.
1: No, Peggy does.
0: They don't win either.
1: Well, oh, did I mishear that? I, I, I thought think they you did.
0: Misheard that. They, don't, they didn't win either. I see. Another agency won and bought it on the spot. I didn't think Peggy's was very good actually. Downs oh, was see. good. I thought Don's was Downs was clever. Um but uh I didn't think Peggy's Peggy's ad was was very good at all. Um I think uh I'm a little disappointed, John. And if I could point this out. Um but didn't Stan what? Stan put on a Stan put on a suit for the presentation. Yeah. Um and nowhere on the suit is there fringe.
1: No, and no it, suit,
0: and it's I, not even that tight. No, it's it looks like it almost fits, <laughs> which is not which is not the stand style. Um, but I do feel as if this, uh, and I don't know, maybe it was maybe it was the aesthetic at the time. But I do feel as if Don's ads somehow leave, and maybe they're supposed to leave you wanting, but they, they feel as if they're a bit too stark. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just have to look at the advertising of the time if this was kind of an aesthetic that things had. But uh, anyway, uh, they don't go for it, do they?
1: No, no. But I I thought, like you said, I thought it was a good campaign, and and but I guess you know the the thing a lot of people were commenting on was you know Don's reaction and and Don's um, you know listening to Peggy do the presentation and, and really just lifting a line. Right from him, yeah. You know the whole—if you don't like what people are saying, change the conversation. But uh, here's the thing,
0: John. That's what you do. You lift lines from people.
1: Right. You learn. That's
0: yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like it's—it's it's difficult. It's difficult to run uh, a presentation like that, and when when you've been in with you know someone who does it
1: well, you lift a lot of stuff from them. Absolutely. That's I mean that's how everything works. Yeah. You learn how to apply something and then you will apply it. Exactly. So, um So yeah, and then we get to see that uh like you said, they they don't really they don't win. They but lose. what
0: But I think what we need to stress here from this is that they're not surprised that Peggy and Cha and their agency, you know, is they're only surprised that another agency is waiting outside because the ketchup man had said had made it seem as if they were the only ones pitching on the business if If it had been like a normal pitch and Peggy and Chaw had been outside, it would have been like, "Oh hey guys, you know what I mean yeah, I don't know i feel like I feel like there was some feeling as if you know like uh they they were just like. Oh, what's you doing here? Rawr. It was only because the Ketchup Man had had kind of promised, had made it fit, had made it seem like they were the only ones on the business.
1: Right. Well, and like like Pete said, actually, to his credit, he's like, "I paid for that room." <laughs> like, yeah, you know, exactly. We got this because this was this was our interaction.
0: Well, and to be fair, also, you know, later when they all meet in the bar and Chaw says how they bought it from somebody else, right? You know, right on site right uh that that right there should take any blame off of Peggy for for pulling or for you know for being involved in the pitch they were seeing other agencies right. i don't know i I just i kinda didn't i mean yes, I can see how it would have been a little awkward for them to come out and you know you know chaw and Peggy be right there, but at the same time when they're in the um when they're in the bar and they they all seem you know so pissed off about it, I'm like. Or so pissed off at them, you know, at spe- specifically Chaw and uh, Peggy. It's it feels a bit,
1: I don't know, a little forced.
0: Yeah, or just not, not reality, or not not how you would play that, you know. Yeah, you would kind of be like, ah, uh, those bastards. But that guy's a dick. I don't know. <laughs>
1: anyway, moving on. Well, we also see Dawn uh, come back in and, and talk with Joan, and say, look, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry, and. I think in order to be fair, go ahead and take out uh, 5 hours of pay for me. Mm-hmm. And uh Joan instead gives her a couple of keys, one to the supply closet and the other one to the punch card, whatever that is, lockbox maybe. So, yeah. And uh, you know, so she's getting more responsibility, Joan says it's a punishment. Uh yeah. you know, we'll see if this is some devious plan on Joan's part to get Dawn fired. Maybe. Maybe. John, you know what I hope doesn't come back in fashion? What's that? Ladies with
0: doi- with that doily-looking blouse around the neck and, 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 and
1: wrists. The one that uh, Joan has on.
0: The one that Joan's wearing. Uh, this is so off-putting. <clears throat> feels like you're wearing a... Tablecloth? Tablecloth,
1: yeah. Yeah. Weird, right? It is. It, it seems like it's just way, way too, you know, it, it feels like that's even more of a period... Be, you know something that should be more you know mid eighteen hundreds I know it's gross, I hate it I hate
0: it. you know it's it's like the fashion is just it's falling apart on this show it's sad, I mean, even what dawn's wearing it doesn't feel like it goes together the pink the pink ruffle blouse maybe, and the gray jacket fine, but the skirt it it's just like there's just like it was like people needed an ungodly amount of visual stimulus at this time. You know what I mean? It was like literally a pattern monster uh, 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 came into the United States and threw up on everyone as a whole.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, is that even an analogy? Like, I don't know what that statement just was. That was amazing. I just,
0: you know what? Rewind the tape and listen to it. When I put the when I post the show tomorrow, like, oh oh, you'll
1: get it, <laughs> you'll get it. All right, so but now we're off to the uh, we're off to the TV set. Mm mm-hmm. mm mm-hmm.
0: We we missed the bar. Or I guess we have we already discussed that. We talked we're about fine. the bar. Okay, whatever. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: so we by by the way, Cha Cha orders a Rye Rocks and an Old Spanish. I know what a rye on the rocks. What's an old Spanish?
1: I, I can't say that. I, is that I'm, a shot? Maybe. What? sorry. An old Spanish.
0: Anyway, no. But we, we, what well, we did lead out, lead out, lead out from the bar scene, and I don't know how Ken knew they were here, but it turns out that Mister Beans. Oh yeah. Found out about the whole ketchup. to Oh, do, the worst. And he's not even giving him the ninety days. It's over
1: and, and Ken but Ken didn't know about any of this till today
0: either no so he's a bit uh, he's a bit annoyed as well and he throws back in Don's face the whole uh, the one that brought you
1: right which is fair because Ken was the one that was super excited about ketchup in the first place yeah you know exactly. he was he, like, uh, like Stan was saying he was telling everybody ketchup's coming in we got a shot at ketchup you know and um, it didn't work out Mm. Mm.
0: I don't understand why Stan is so uh, upset at Peggy about all this.
1: Why Stan is upset at Peggy?
0: Yeah, he gives her the bird, man.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, like you said, it's probably a little bit forced. but um,
0: Anyway, uh, the the ketchup account went to J. Walter Thompson. There you go. Which is neither of, uh, of, of the two firms that we know. Anyway, sorry, John.
1: Um, okay, so to the set, to the set, and we see Megan doing an acting job with her co uh, co-star, and uh, you know it's just kind of a typical soap opera scene. They uh, they kiss a little bit, they kind of fall onto the bed, and you know that's it. the 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 actor guy doesn't even get all that grabby. Not um, all that
0: grabby. You know, it's a lot of the oh no, I never, I couldn't. Okay.
1: But Don comes onto the set, yeah. and sees uh, the action. And actually, our, uh, our swinger friend actually walks up to him, sees him on the set, and uh, gives him a very incredibly, painfully awkward, you like to watch? Like, oh. Come on. Did
0: we? I think we made ourselves clear here. And We're uh, not swingers. You
1: know, and so the, uh, the, the buzzer goes, the light goes. Uh, Megan stands up. She sees Don from across the way. And, man, I, I, you could almost consider this assault, the look he's giving her.
0: Oh yeah, he's burning a hole right through her, John.
1: Right through her. You. And uh, they go back into the dressing room and have you know kind of have it out a little bit. To to Megan's credit, she's like, "Look, why why would you come today? <laughs> you know, you could have come much? and watched me any time, and you're going to come and watch that? Like that's just not cool, you know, not cool. Yeah. And you know, Don Don uh, kind of lets her have it, and you know, just the most of in the most of hypocritical ways.
0: Oh, my God, right? He's actually boning somebody
1: else downstairs, like literally feet away from them <sighs> And uh, you cool. know I mean, like he just lets her have he said, he asked if she was going to brush her teeth before she came home, it's like you know, you kiss people for work. Do you know who does that? I was like, what the really?
0: Everybody and this why don't you have dinner with Raquel and what's his, what's his guts tonight? They're much more open-minded. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's ter- and then what does
1: he do? He just yeah. heads back and looks for the penny.
0: That's right, man. Looking for the penny. Got to pick it up.
1: And then we and you know we have this kind of almost felt like a forced this religion scene with the whole cross. Yeah. On Sylvia. And he I takes like, it: I feel
0: like they're doing that thing where they hit us over the head sometimes.
1: Remember we talked about this last
0: season where it's like some things they just it just feels like they're just pushing it too hard.
1: Yeah, you know yeah. the whole talking about praying, and I pray for you to find peace, and yeah, yeah it just it really did feel uh, like a, okay. like a club. Right. Oh, okay. I get it.
0: <laughs> you know what? They, they should have smoked some weed then before they did it.
1: Right, right, well, I, she you probably know, doesn't have any weed, because, you know, it's been uh, all bought up. It's been all bought up? The weed. Was she's selling weed? From
0: other people. She's, oh, no, John, and this is true, there's literally an endless supply of crappy weed in Manhattan at all times.
1: Oh, now even, that I didn't even
0: know. Even in 1967.
1: <laughs> We're in 68.
0: I don't care. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, hey, man, you made it through oh guys
0: folks you know what uh we have done we have done just as many seasons of this show no that's not true we've done a lot of seasons of this show and uh i feel like maybe um this season has not been our best thus far uh we've had a we've had a few stumbles um uh this show included uh john and i I put on uh put on the super fast machine uh we're still just barely under an hour right now um but we appreciate you sticking with us. We're going to continue to recap the shows as best as we can. And I think, uh, John, uh, did anyone send us any mail? We, we got a lot of mail. Oh, did we? Yeah. I oh, don't know. You know, I did read one. Some dickbag told me to talk less. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, nice, man. Yeah. What's, that... his, what's his name? Do, do you have his email address? Can we put that out? Like, that I... is not the way to start things, man. Like, how, what, how do you think I'm going to respond to that on the show? You're an effing genius. Anyway, let's open the dick. Let's let's open the dick bag.
1: <laughs> go ahead. All right. Well, thank you for that. Uh, we got um, we got several. Like I said, uh, we'll start number one. Elizabeth, our friend from Marshfield, Massachusetts, writes in about Paul and Kate's review it was actually pretty good, despite the, uh, your own comments about the uh, <laughs> the recap on your number, episode two one. Uh, you forgot to mention, uh, maybe you didn't even know, and I don't think we've said this that. Um, Pete and Rory Gilmore in real life. Oh,
0: right, yes. We all knew this. And uh, I think we've all vomited about it.
1: But yes, uh, they are getting maried. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yes, they are. Uh, looking forward to, to the rest of your recaps. Thank uh, you. Thank you, Elizabeth. Next, we got one from our friend Rick. Rick, hi, uh, Paul and John. First of all, I listened to the latest recap show earlier today while I was doing some spring yard work. It was good to have a fun diversion uh, after the uh, events of last week. Nice work, guys. Paul and Kate's uh, voice is Always a great addition to any show, but I'm glad that you conceded that last week's show was a mess. <laughs> uh, hey, man. You?
0: Hey, listen. It's all honesty here.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Don't get too sensitive. I listened to the whole thing, but welcome back, Dr. John. I love reading assorted post show articles, and blogs, but stay away from the other podcasts since yours is genuinely funny. One suggestion, if you have time and there's a break in the schedule, maybe we could get a mid-season prediction show. I no, think, here's the th- no. I think Rick wants to give you a chance to actually get something right. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Rick. I appreciate your generosity, but no. Uh, so thank you, Rick. We have one from here. Now, this is more down your alley, a little bit more technical. Christian writes in, excuse me if I've missed it, but you have an RSS feed for the podcast. Thanks. I look forward to listening. Yeah, uh,
0: somewhere. I don't know. All right. <laughs> Uh, No, honestly, I've been thinking about responding to that. I just haven't had time.
1: All right. Well, in that case, uh, we can direct you to the website as you can stream right from there. Is that right? Yes, you can. All right. you can. Uh, We got uh, uh, Susanna White in. Hi. Your podcast makes me laugh out loud and your insights make me watch Mad Men even better. Thanks for taking the time out of what I'm sure are very busy lives to do it. I just had uh, to text my son, another faithful listener, uh, that beans lust after ketchup. That will be, become an iconic phrase for he and I. Thanks for helping me be an even better mom. Look at that, my friend. You are inspiring superior wait, parenting. Wait, did, did, we, did we say beans less less after ketchup? Actually, we read that in a mailbag. That can be attributed to another one of our did great that, listeners, uh, that was, Denise, that oh. came up with that one. Well done. So actually, it's Denise that is creating better parenting. Uh, Phil writes in <laughs> thank you Phil love the show love the witty banter love the recap while I am toiling away on the TPS report uh, at the 8 to 5 uh, love Kate's voice but just uh, 10 minutes through the uh, through the Levitator app before realizing the audio to iTunes would help so much oh yeah this was the other thing that you had talked about trying the uh, this app, app to get the sound better
0: yeah I think it's Levelator I, I don't know folks I, w- We'll see. I have to get up. I have to get up super early in the morning to post the show. Uh, so if I remember in my uh, in my probably
1: hungover, tired, <laughs> tired self to do that, I'll I'll do my best. All right. Uh, Dina was the one that sent in the note about Ted McGinley. Thank you. Uh, Kathy writes in from New York. Honestly, I think it's uh, pretty common for New Yorkers to have. Water from the River Jordan, which I thought was fascinating. So if you remember the uh, episode... You know what, folks?
0: Yeah, you know what? I actually have a bottle from the River Jordan. (laughs) They gave it to me when I moved here.
1: Just the New Yorkers.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, as soon as I crossed over into New
1: York State, there was a bottle of of, uh, River Jordan water (laughs) uh, waiting for me. She said she had a a good friend that was living uh, over uh, in Israel and and, um, brought the water back as a gift and looking forward to the uh, to this week's show. Uh, P.S. Uh, in my opinion, Megan definitely Miss didn't have an abortion, as we had mentioned last time. And well, very glad to have Everyone back.
0: can have their opinion.
1: Absolutely. Just some of us are wrong. Wow. Uh, I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, folks. I'm falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got uh, Jen writes in, Got to say love the love hearing Kate's voice again. Missed, uh, missed the doctor prior to the last one. Um. And while watching Megan tell Sylvia about her miscarriage, I didn't believe her. Remember, she's an actress, so this is supporting of yours. Uh, yours, actually, she doesn't even think she was pregnant at all. Oh, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think actors are crazy too. <laughs> and wondering if you know if if uh, the doctor wouldn't have an obligation at that time to report to Don as the husband. I don't know about that, um, but you know, just a just a thought. So I don't know you. about that either.
0: That seems that seems. Uh...
1: That would seem unusual, but okay. Uh, so thank you very much um, for, th- for that. We got just a couple more. If we got uh, our friend uh, Denise, again, the one responsible for the uh, lustful beans. Uh, again, she was talking about the Dante, the book from the first episode, and the different circles of hell. Um, and now we're getting to gluttony, the third circle, which is trying to fill a void in yourself by overindulgences and feels that in this episode, the women are trying to fill their voids of unworthiness by gluttony. Uh, you know, Peggy throws friendship away to succeed by apparently putting Stan under the bus. Joan returns to lusty behavior because she thinks that is who she is with the making out of the club. And uh, Don will bend ethics to fit in with the punch card thing. And Sylvia fills up her empty days with Don. Well done. Uh, th- thank you very much, Denise. we got our, our good friend, uh, Tony, from Brooklyn, probably just down the road from you. Probably. Uh, just a couple of quick comments. Do you really think Joan's uh, giving more responsibility to Dawn is punishment? Joan gave her the uh, supply closet and the time oh, cards. T- t- totally. In important areas. I think Joan saw Dawn's apology as sincere and showed that Dawn could be an asset and an ally. And when Dawn stays behind to listen to Peggy's pitch do you think he's more upset or impressed as he is walking to the elevators
0: i mean i think he's a little bit of both i don't i don't think he's that upset
1: okay and uh last one mike from Omaha writes in uh harry crane world-class douche how big of an ass how big of an ass hat is harry crane these days hopefully he leaves the show and winds up in a later season trying to get ken congrove to join the harry krishna
0: I've been trying to find the email from the guy that told me I need to uh, talk less, and you did not mention it in your, um, in your rundown.
1: I, I didn't. I didn't. I figured it would, it would do nothing more than just poke the tiger. <laughs> I see what you're doing here, and you're lucky I don't keep a very good record of things.
0: <laughs> and so are you, Mr. Man, <laughs> whoever said that. I don't know. Well, anyways, Never. we just. I do had too many tortillas tonight. The
1: there you go. But we just do a real quick rundown of the people who are remaining out there that would like to, in any way, contact uh, to uh, discuss, comment, or otherwise critique mm-hmm. uh, the episodes. If you'd like, I can take care of this. We got uh, several <laughs> uh, of these options for people. Number one, we have Facebook. It was at Mad Men Recap. Uh, I I happily uh, try to tend to the Facebook and uh, give some updates when available. If you don't like Facebook, we are available on the emails, which is staff at com. The emails are great. Uh, Paul likes them most of the time. I read them all of the time, and we'll try and get back with you uh, in short order. If you I, got, don't...
0: I got back to the guy about the level later. Oh, good. Yeah, every once in a while I write. I write someone back. Well, there you usually go. Pe- usually, people don't address them
1: to me at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but we do have uh, something we've been doing now for I think the, the last two seasons has been the uh, the live tweet with the show, which has been a lot of fun, really popular. A lot of a lot of you folks are uh, joining in on
0: it, um, I, and with
1: some really funny comments,
0: really funny stuff. I try to um, I try to retweet as much as I can so you can all see um, what people are tweeting us. A lot of great stuff. And that is uh, Mad Men. That's at Mad Men Recap at Twitter. At Twitter. would like
1: to. Yep. And then I think uh, our last uh, our last uh, option for people that would like to interact is to view this on the web, uh, mm-hmm. the the Intertron, as it were. We are were. the uh, Mad and you can see the you can actually stream the shows, uh, look at comments, write some comments, and Paul will get those comments. And, uh, of course, our very uh, last one where everybody can uh, access the show is on the iTunes. That's going to be free at the iTunes store. And if you'd like to, leave a comment, suggestion, rating. uh, We always get a big kick out of those. We haven't had a new comment in the longest of long times. We we? We haven't. It's been a
0: while. December 11th was our last Madman recap
1: comment. I wonder if we've, like, hit the limit. You know, because we've got a ton. No. All right. No. We only have 212. Uh, No.
0: Well, somewhere around there. Folks, just, you know what? It makes us happy. You get this for free. We'll consider it your payment. (laughs) Instead of writing a mean email directed toward me. You could just write a nice comment or you can you can say John's the best and say something mean about me. As long as you get a five stars, hell, I don't care. <laughs> you drive a shrewd bargain, my friend. Yes, indeed. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, I'll tell you what. We still got some episodes left in this season and I'll tell you what I can't wait to recap them with Mr. Best co-host every of the year, uh Mr. John, Dr. John.
1: It's only uh, going to get better.
0: Yeah yeah it gets better i'm gonna be at that website
1: uh later tonight uh
0: should we just go Do just oh, this is over take care <laughs> <laughs> oh you know what we we're supposed to do i'm sorry we might as well keep it going because it's, it's like a it's like a, a plane crashing into a train wreck at this point uh people want to know uh from the last and folks you, you can quit listening if you want but people want to know from the last episode um, what the whole uh, big bag of little donuts is. <laughs> the big bag of little donuts um, that made me laugh so hard that I had to I had to kind of recuse myself. Do you want to talk about that, or should we just should we just leave that as a uh, as a as a thing for people to research? No, no, please, please go ahead, uh, folks. There is an, a, a hilarious movie and i, I and it, it's not going you're not going to believe me but you should you should rent it see if it's it might be on netflix you could just stream it it's called uh it's called Drop dead gorgeous it came it came out in the uh in the mid 90s maybe no am not probably the late 90s i think it came out in the late 90s it is hands down one of the funniest movies um i think ever uh and it's it's a it's a mockumentary of um a small town in uh in minnesota mount Rules. mount rolls minnesota um, and it's kind of a mockumentary about the um, the uh, beauty contest that goes on there. And, I mean, it is hilarious. And at one point, um, there is a comment about a, about a big bag of little donuts. I don't even remember why. Um, but it's, it's one of the funniest things uh, I've experienced. And I didn't... It kind of came out of nowhere. John brought it back out of nowhere. Caught me off guard. and made me laugh a lot. So, uh, if you don't have anything to watch tonight or this weekend, or, hey, I don't know what you're doing, Uh, give it a watch. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Uh, Although, um, if you really hate me on this podcast, and you really love John, maybe don't watch it. (laughs) If you can stand me, watch it. You may like it.
1: Perhaps, like, just the best... uh, the, the, the best sale line ever of a movie. If you can stand, if you can stand me, you'll like watch me. it. <laughs> if you can,
0: I mean, if you absolutely hate me on this podcast and like, just wish it was all John all the time. Not that John isn't hilarious. He is, but, um, you know, uh, I think it's, it's, you know, you've got to, you've got to enjoy a kind of a, uh, a, a nasally accent, I think, because they have the, they have the, the, the Minnesota accent, which is nothing like mine. But, uh, I really don't know what I'm saying here. (laughs) Well, I I think a lot of people were very
1: happy to hear that explanation.
0: Okay. I think it was was a decent explanation. I mean, I don't remember what the line was really about. Um, I believe it was someone mentally challenged in the movie who said it. (laughs) Anyway, let's cut our losses here, pal.
1: Good show. We'll do it again next week.
0: We'll we'll see you next week, folks. I can't wait.
1: All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.